0: This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, happy Monday, happy Juneteenth. We are at work, of course, here on this uh, glorious Juneteenth. And all I can say is God save the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be able to get through this story, Iron Head. Without laughing hysterically, uh, it could be could have been the funniest moment yet we've gotten from our uh, dementia-ridden uh, commander-in-chief who's hitting a campaign trail. He's going to be out there, and this is going to be a daily occurrence. And I'm not sure how often he's going to pay tribute to the Queen, but I think it's a nice touch. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that the Queen is no longer with us, but... And maybe he means God save, I don't know, the prince or the king. God save the king. But this was such a bizarre Biden moment. I'm I'm guessing I didn't pay real close attention to the uh, mainstream media. I'm guessing the Sunday shows didn't touch it or CNN or MSNBC didn't touch it. But he just finished a speech. I'm sure it was a a train wreck and incoherent. I'm sure he was telling stories about uh, building railroads over the Indian Ocean and Bringing down the, the debt, uh, his usual litany of lies. But uh, if you missed it, this is how he finished his speech to, what was it to? Who's he speaking to?
1: He's in kin- uh, Connecticut at a gun safety summit.
0: Oh, right. It was about gun violence in Connecticut. Uh, so he was in, uh, in front of a friendly crowd talking about uh, Taking where you're, he was lying. By the way, He said that guns are the number one cause of death for children. He got community noted on Twitter for this because uh, it is not the number one cause of death. Accidents uh, are the number one cause of death, for children. But doesn't slow him down. As we know, he he tells lies and he repeats them over and over again. So uh, as he as he hits the campaign trail, he will continue to say gun violence is the number one killer of uh, children. Uh, and, you know, he's bringing down the debt and he's rebuilding the country from the bottom up and the outside in or whatever he says. Uh, but uh, this was priceless. Let's uh, let's just listen as he wraps up his speech uh, in Connecticut the other day. Go
2: ahead. All right. God save the queen, man.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a lot. He never. One thing he he, he's consistent. He never knows how to leave the stage. He never knows what direction to go in. I guess he's he's just unlucky because there's only two directions. One either go right or go left, and he always picks the wrong one. Some guy has to save him and say, "No, we're going this way, Mr. President." But where did that come from? I know when you're in the throes of dementia, things just come out of the the deep recesses of your of your Eroding brain, but God save the Queen? What? <laughs> Shouldn't he be saying God save the United States of America or God bless our troops? God save the Queen. And that wasn't even close to the most uh, humorous, gaff filled moment for the president over the weekend. Uh, we got to get to Fetterman. This is just incredible. This is just priceless. Again, you know these things happen on Friday holiday weekend in the summer. I'm not sure everybody sees them. Uh, we, we got we got so much to get to on this Monday as usual. It was a, it was a great weekend for competitive sports. Uh, you had uh, the U.S. Open, which I thought was was great. I I enjoyed watching it until almost midnight on Saturday, and then last night till like eleven o'clock. Great finish, I thought. Clutch finish by a newcomer, a uh, guy uh, winning his first major. That was a treat. Um, Wyndham Clark. Unfortunately, his mother and father named him Wyndham. That's a, that's a tough one to steal. You don't know, have to go through life with the name Wyndham. But anyway, he was good. I enjoyed it. We'll get to that. It was a you know big big soccer game. There was lots of lots of baseball, uh, but no competition was better than. Uh, Joe Rogan versus Peter Hotez. I, we got to get to this story. I love this Rogan and an RFK junior challenging this little, this little bridge troll, Peter Hotez. If you don't remember who he is, we will remind you the Dodgers uh, invited the sisters of perpetual indulgence, but they, they turned out to be just the biggest cowards. They honored them in front of an empty ballpark. Well, Tens of thousands of protesters were outside praying. Uh, the Dodgers totally wimped out. It's, it was just a remarkable show of cowardice for these weasels, these executives for the Los Angeles Dodgers. But um, I don't think uh, any of the competition we witnessed over the weekend was nearly as entertaining as John Fetterman versus the, uh, I don't know if it was a teleprompter of just a note card, Somebody in the Democrat Party, and I assume they're fired today, said, I got an idea. Joe Biden's appearing in Pennsylvania to talk about the collapse bridge in in Philadelphia, Uh, the the collapse bridge we all saw last week on I-95, snarling up traffic on the whole East Coast. Just a total disaster. So Biden was there, you know, the next day. He still hasn't gone to East Palestine, Ohio, of course. He said he was going. He didn't. He doesn't care about them. They voted for Trump. That's our, uh, you know, that's our uh, commander in chief, our president, who promised to bring decency and honor back to the White House. Does not care about the working class folks of East Palestine because they didn't support him. Philadelphia, that's his, his turf. Um, so he made an appearance and Fetterman was there to greet him at the airport. And there was a bunch of other politicians, all of them dressed for the occasion, suits, ties. I mean, this is the president. This slob shows up with a hooded sweatshirt and gym shorts, baggy gym shorts, and a hooded sweatshirt, by the way. And I believe it was like 80-something degrees. He's just, he's not well. I mean, I understand that it's more comfortable to dress like this, but there are times that calls for a little decorum, even though you have this pathetic president. He is the president. You can't put on a dress shirt. You can't put on, I don't know, a golf shirt and and a, a pair of pants. You show up and your people, your handlers, your wife, they let you show up dressed like this. And he doesn't he doesn't care. It's just his look. And I guess when you have brain damage and you can't speak and you can't talk and you can't walk and you can't function and you still get elected to the Senate, that in your mind, nothing else matters. You can look however you want and sound however you want. The sheep in the Democrat Party will support you because you have a D next to your name and you're not a a Trumper like Dr. Oz. But we've already gone over this. It's an embarrassment to the nation. It's an embarrassment to to the Democrat Party, to the whole country, that this guy is one of 100, the most exclusive club in the world, and he is in it. It's just incredible. And as we've told you since, I don't know, since last year, since before the election, he's not going to get better. This is the best we're going to see from John Fetterman. You can read about it. When you have a stroke, you get better in the first six months, and then you plateau, and that's the best you're going to get. I mean, you could make an effort, go to rehab, go to therapy, which he's not doing because he's busy. He's in the Senate, and he's occasionally getting hospitalized for uh, depression. But somebody decided that we need John Fetterman to introduce Joe Biden at this event. And I guess maybe the logic was it'll make Biden look good by comparison. Could that be the thinking? You know Fetterman isn't capable of doing this. And you give him the assignment anyway. This is remarkable. Watch this. Listen to this. He he can't do it. It's, a, I don't know, 30 seconds trying to introduce the president who he refers to as a collapsed bridge, by the way, and he makes up like three or four new words. He just isn't capable. It is cruel. We already know his wife is, a, is an awful person, but it's cruel that the Democrat party is, is putting him in this position. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. He just doesn't belong in the Senate. And the idea that he's going to get through this without without it, him stumbling and, and just embarrassing himself is, is ridiculous. He's not going to, he's not capable. Why would you think he could do this? It's just amazing. Let's watch.
2: And now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is here <laughs> to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick fast as well too this is a president that is committed to infrastructure. yeah and then on top <laughs> of that uh, the the jewel uh, uh kind of a uh, l- uh, law of the infra infraction infraction uh bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this all across the uh, america getting rebuilt
0: why why would you do this to him why i mean do you hate him do you want to get him to Force him out of the Senate? Why would you do this to him? Infrapture, delegation, standing next to a collapsed bridge, and Biden is looking at him going, man, he's he's in worse shape than I am. That has to be the only explanation why you would put him up there, why. I, I took note over the weekend, though, that, uh, that it's really hard to defend the decision to to. to I mean, obviously, Fetterman won the primary. There were better candidates. You had a guy named Connor Lamb, who was like a reasonable moderate Democrat. He lost. Fetterman won. Went up against Dr. Oz, Trump's candidate. They put millions into the race. They, they harvested ballots. They got him elected. And now they have to deal with it for what? It's not going to be six years. A year, two years, maybe before he steps down. So when things like this go viral, when they get posted, everybody starts making fun of it like we do, like everybody does. It's embarrassing. And if you're a Democrat, I was wondering, how do you defend it? And I get people on Twitter saying, uh, I had a guy tweet at me after I posted this or commented on this and said, well, you're going to make fun of Greg Abbott, the Texas governor? He's in a wheelchair. You're making fun of disabled people. (laughs) He's in a wheelchair. His brain works. He's not, he doesn't have dementia. I don't care that he's in a wheelchair. There's, there's Congress people that we're, we've had their legs blown off and Tammy Duckworth and, uh, and and other veterans who've suffered horrific injuries, but their brains work as far as we know. Obviously, Fetterman's does not. That is different. You can't have a guy whose brain doesn't work in the Senate. So this guy, Ed Krasenstein, everyone knows who he is, a big guy. Uh, He and his brother, big Democrats, big liberal influences on social media. He tweets out, are you ready for this one? He tweets out, if you're mocking Senator John Fetterman or even Biden for issues they have speaking, you're no better than the childhood bullies we teach our children not to be. The motivation to use disabilities to shame people and groups of people, uh, the motivation to use disabilities to shame people and groups of people, is something that shows your own weakness and your own insecurities. You show you have no compassion for humanity. Perhaps you didn't know this, so I thought I would just let you know. Have a great night. So making fun of a senator who can't speak, who literally can't form a sentence, who can't think, who can't do the job, is being a bully in the schoolyard and making fun of someone for disabilities. Good, Nice try. Nice try. You can't have a guy in the Senate. You put them in there. Democrats put him there. And now we're seeing the result the people of Pennsylvania, all of them, Democrats have deserve a Senator who can function. This one can't making fun of him is the, is, is the only response to this demanding better from the, for the people of Pennsylvania is the only response. I just find it amazing. You, You can't make fun of a guy who can't do the job, because that's making fun of someone with disabilities. I assume he feels the same way about Diane Feinstein, who's completely shot mentally, doesn't know where she is, doesn't know that she took two months off for uh for health issues eighty nine years old and can't function anymore. you gotta you gotta tell like it is. You got to tell the truth. Have you seen this clip of
1: Fetterman talking about the ninety five collapse uh, in d c and I'm just- not sure. Let's watch it. He just keeps saying 95 over and over again.
0: <laughs> Earlier today, some uh, com- some comments about uh, the uh, tragic uh, accident in uh, 995. And if you want to make any comments with respect to that, feel, feel free you're recognized.
2: I uh, no I I I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95... 95, 95. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. Obviously, that you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with the West 95, and I, know, I certainly oh, am too. And we know it's a major uh, and uh, not just for for Pennsylvania, but for the East the East Coast. And a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the delays and repairs bring to its standstill deal.
0: It's an eatery on the East coast.
2: (laughs) Eatery, Eatery.
0: This is just wrong. He can't even be, he was a small town mayor making like, I don't know what it was like a hundred bucks a week. He couldn't, he can't do that job anymore. He can't do that job. And he's a Senator. He's going to vote, you know, on war declarations and (laughs) Supreme court justices. And he can't, function he can't read he can't think it's sad and again we've said this over and over blame his wife blame the democrat party blame the people who forced him into this position he seems like you know he's helpless he's he's pathetic but uh it's it's doesn't it feels like it's not his fault you know he suffered a stroke good people people around him his parents who paid for who, who who supported him till he was in his 50s why aren't they stepping in and saying You need to get better. uh, You need to get to therapy. You need to be in rehab. You should not be in the Senate. Oh God, that's uncomfortable. And uh, I guess it overshadowed Biden, you know, at least, at least Fetterman didn't say God save the queen, (laughs) (laughs) which is so amazing. God save! I'd like to hear what Krasenstein or any other Democrats or or KJP, I wonder if anyone will ask her. What did the president mean? Why is he saying God save the queen? Again, that's another symptom of dementia. You just blurt things out that were stuck in your brain for 50 years. That's what happens when someone gets this old and they are this unwell, but uh, that, uh, (laughs) and they're lucky, I guess it was over a, Busy kind of summery weekend, so everyone wasn't uh locked in on our uh on our failing president. Although it is related to our next story, and this is my favorite story. This uh this Rogan story. We're gonna get to it. Joe Rogan uh is challenging Peter Hotez, who's a doctor, a professor, an expert. That's what he is, an expert. He is the science. And RFK Jr. went on with uh, Rogan. On Thursday, and did what he does. No notes, you know. Just just talked for how long was this? Like three hours. Yeah. Just talked, and it's a struggle. His voice is not good. We know that. It's unfortunate. He has to struggle with the with the voice issues. But uh, he is fearless. He'll go anywhere. He'll take any questions. He's exactly the opposite of the man in the White House. He's exactly the opposite of most establishment politicians. And uh, he is refreshing. It's hard to believe a Kennedy is 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 challenging the establishment. A Kennedy is breathing fresh new life into the whole political process. He is challenging the president. He's going to do well in New Hampshire. He's going to do well in Iowa. The president will run and hide in the basement again. He won't debate him, but you know what? RFK will debate other people in place of Joe Biden, and he's hoping. To uh, debate Peter Hotez, this snake oil salesman who you've seen, I, I promise you, you've seen him on CNN, if the name doesn't sound familiar, the face will, he's a little smarmy guy who uh, who got everything wrong from the beginning of COVID till today, got Everything wrong. He is the face of misinformation. He's a guy who told you you had to get vaccinated. Who told you once you're vaccinated you won't get the disease, you won't spread COVID. He's a guy who wanted to shut down the country, wanted to fire federal workers, who wanted to kick people out of the military. Oh, he's the worst. He represents the worst of the worst through the whole COVID mania. That's the guy. In fact, he's been on Rogan before, and Rogan went right on him. We can get to that, uh, but we have to get to the the latest on the debate because. Uh, this coward turned down the chance to debate RFK, even though Joe Rogan started with a $100,000 offer to the charity of his choice. Keep in mind, he's a doctor and a pediatrician and a professor at a college. Do you think Peter Hotez has any charities uh, that uh that would like, charities that he's involved with, charities that could use? this money because the hundred thousand is now at 1.52 million people left and right are kicking in money to get this little smarmy weasel to debate RFK junior for 1.5 million. And it's, he says an hour, Rogan says one hour, sit down with a guy that you have maligned and slandered over and over again. Hotez hates RFK junior because RFK junior is a, a vaccine skeptic. He hates him because he believes in free speech. Hotez believes in censorship. He doesn't believe in the COVID vaccine. He's, you know, as we mentioned before, RFK Jr. is against the war. He's against the wide open southern border. He's against all the things that Democrat establishment is for, which is why he's such a refreshing character, a, a refreshing personality in this race. It's amazing. We're sitting here talking about a a Kennedy a far left guy for most of his life, a big environmentalist as the guy who is uh, talking, the only one talking sense in the Democrat party. And it's great. I love this. I love the fact that he's making all these people uncomfortable. I love the fact that he's going against the establishment, fearlessly challenging them to debates. Uh, we'll get to the the details on the money. Cause this, you know what, this is going to keep going up. He, they're going to get 2 million bucks soon. And this weasel Hotez, he 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 responds and demands 50 million. <laughs> he says Rogan and Spotify you can afford it. 50 million. 50 million. <laughs> I mean 1.5 million to your favorite charity is a, an incredible uh, amount of money. <clears throat> and this guy knows that 50 million's ridiculous. So he's running scared a doctor a professor who is on TV constantly. Talking about vaccines and COVID and everything else, he's afraid to debate RFK Jr., a lawyer, not a doctor, for one hour. We'll get to that, and uh, we'll get to uh, the U.S. Open and uh, what else? Oh, we got uh, we got the Dodgers. We got to give you all the details. We got all the details of uh, Pride Night, Friday night at Dodger Stadium, and if you thought the the Dodgers were cowards before. What do you hear? How they uh, carried out this ceremony? What I mean, what a disgrace! Great turnout of uh, Catholics and protesters outside Dodger Stadium. Not such a great turnout inside Dodger Stadium. We'll get to that and lots more. But first, I, 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 excuse me. The best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 350,000 already sold, you know it works. Any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more are no match. The powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. Best of all, no filters to buy over and over again, saving you real money. Start enjoying your home again and get several Eden Pure Thunderstorms. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm free pack for home hole protection. You get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, family room, kitchen, anywhere you need clean, fresh air. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code Jerry to save $200. That's G-E-R-R-Y. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Jerry. Shipping is free. All right, this is is such a good story. I really have to say I I did the deep dive yesterday because – it's it kind of encapsulates encapsulates everything we've been talking about for the last three years. COVID, the COVID pandemic, the COVID response, the lies, the misinformation, the censorship, and if you were to think of the face, obviously Fauci's the face of the of the lies, the misinformation. Obviously, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Obviously, this little guy right here, actual size. This little guy would be the face. <laughs> I mean, the face of evil, you know, the guy who shut down the country, cost the country trillions, cost people their lives, their careers, ruined kids' lives, held them back in school. We've gone over it many, many times. But, you know who else I put on that list? If you're going to make a Mount Rushmore of disinformation, you know, you'd have Rachel Maddow, you'd have Fauci up there, you'd have uh, some, uh, obviously, you'd have Biden, and then you'd have Peter Hotez. Peter Hotez. Throw him up on the screen. I'll, I I I need to look at him. Oh, I can't stand. He, he You know what he does before he does an interview. He puts the coat on the white lab coat and he wears a bow tie as if that's not bad enough. And he talks. He's real self-assured and confident. And he just lies over and over and over again. Uh, there's great. There's some great compilations out there. He can run, but he can't hide. People on the internet are putting together. You know his best work. And it's just one lie after, oh, you know, the, the the COVID vaccine will stop the spread. It'll stop you from it. It'll save lives. Um, and uh, on top of that, you know, he's all for censorship. He didn't think, you know, big tech did enough to shut down misinformation and disinformation. He is a repulsive little man. Um, and, and he was on Rogan, what was it, a year or two ago? if uh, And it, this was a kind of a memorable performance because Rogan went at him because he talked about how he doesn't take vitamins and eats junk food. And that sets off Rogan. I I feel the same way. Like we went through three years of COVID pandemic, of pandemic panic. And I've mentioned this many times, but Fauci never mentioned, you know, obesity. He never mentioned eating right, exercising, taking your vitamins, living a healthier lifestyle to avoid uh, drastic uh, uh, response from COVID. I mean, it it was a no brainer, but they never mentioned it because it didn't help sell vaccines. That's why Fauci got up in the morning. That's why he did what he did to sell vaccines, to make more Pfizer billionaires. And he did it. And he didn't give a damn how many small businesses he ruined, how many kids were depressed or taking drugs. He didn't care about people. He cared about pharma, big pharma, Pfizer. This guy's the same way. So this was him on the on the appearance with Rogan. He wore a friggin' tux. Yeah, oh, I don't know why this guy just bothers me so much. So he goes on Rogan, uh, and I, I think he thought, you know, they were buds. You know, Joe Rogan and and they're both from Texas. I think uh, this guy's in Houston at Baylor, and Rogan's in Austin. And he goes on, is this Rogan challenging him? Yep. All right, let's listen. Then we'll get to uh, his response to RFK Jr., which is just priceless. Go ahead.
3: Do you take care of your immune system in other ways? Do you take probiotics? Are you cautious about your diet? Um, Um, I'm not as cautious about my diet as I should be. I'm a junk foodaholic, actually. Well, that Um, seems like a terrible thing for your health. It it is a terrible thing for my health and something my wife is uh, working on. But that seems ridiculous for someone who works with health. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on with you, man? Sometimes, man, I just don't get it right. How often? What? How often? How often do I steal a bag of chips or something How often like that? You eat garbage. Uh, I don't day? know. No, no. Hopefully not every day, but you know, hopefully some, not every day. Yeah, Maybe a couple of times a week. Oh, know. that's what with Rachel, my uh, my daughter with autism. That's like our thing is to go to the uh, it's called the burger joint or to um, Shake Shack to get mm-hmm. a to
0: get a cheeseburger. We'll stick, sneak some fries. <laughs>
1: Just eats everything, no vitamins, nothing.
0: And 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 Rogan hates that. He's is, you know, he's been into, you know, healthy eating and vitamins and in probiotics. So that was that uh, I don't think Rogan liked them then. But RFK goes on, you know, freewheeling interview like he does with Rogan and talks obviously about the lies Big Pharma told, and he goes all in, man. He is just the biggest big pharma critic skeptic there is talking about all the money they made. And we we know that now we we've reached the point where that's just fact. We know that they pushed this. They lied about this vaccine. They said it stopped the spread. They said it would stop you the transmission or stop you from getting it. Uh, and they forced forced people to get. I mean, some there were some holdouts like Ironhead, some heroes out there who resisted. And now you look good, man. You look good. They, just like, you know, Djokovic uh, or. Uh, or uh, you know, Kyrie Irving. I mean, you you were right. You people were right. Young people didn't need. To. I always I always say that
1: Irving, Djokovic, Acone, all in yeah. the same.
0: <laughs> you're you're on the Mount Rushmore of yeah. COVID resistors. Uh But you were right. That's a fact. And the idea that we force children. I mean, they people like this want children, babies to get this unnecessary shot and put parents in a tough spot. Kids couldn't go to school. They couldn't play sports if they didn't get it. And some suffered side effects. It's an awful, it is a dark chapter in this country's history. And that's a fact. And And it is helping Robert Kennedy Jr. He used to be viewed as a nut, anti-vax nut. Well, anti-vax is not such a nutty thing anymore. It really isn't. The whole perception of an anti-vaxxer has changed over the last two years so it's it's helping uh kennedy on the stump on the campaign trail and he is tireless man he's he's in good shape uh he's he's just going everywhere he's on the border one day he's in new york the next guy i mean he's all over the place and he is working hard and he's going to shake things up again biden can run but he can't hide this guy is going to be there in new hampshire he's going to be there in iowa it's a long way off. And he is winning people over. I really believe that. And as I said last week, we were talking to Dave Rubin about this. He's going to become kind of a hip guy to uh, kind of a cool guy to endorse. You know, if you can't support Trump or or DeSantis and you hate Biden, uh, we saw it with Jack Dorsey. We sort of saw it with Aaron Rodgers. But you watch, there'll be people, you know, kind of cutting edge people, people in the, you know, musicians and actors and people like who, Don't, you know, don't want to be establishment guys. They're going to go with RFK Jr. I don't know that that makes a big difference, but you watch. My prediction is there'll be more endorsements of him, and this will help this moment. He goes on with Rogan. He does his thing, talks about all the snakes and the the liars and big pharma and in in politics. And then uh, Hotez responds attacking him is this hotez's response yep the one on the bottom yeah so so hotez responds on twitter to rfk sitting down with rogan and keep in mind this wasn't allowed a year two years ago you know this was the kind of thing that they would censor that they would not obviously youtube would never allow it which is why rogan's not on youtube spotify uh, they they put warnings on all the um Rogan shows about COVID, they put warnings, but they, but they haven't you know, taken him off. They haven't kicked him off or fired him because you know, you're allowed, I guess, to ask questions again. We, it's a good thing. We're allowed to ask questions. Since Musk is on Twitter, you're allowed to talk about these things on Twitter. You couldn't a year ago. Anyway, he writes, Spotify has stopped even sort of trying to stem Joe Rogan's vaccine misinformation. It's really true. Uh, It's I don't know what that means, but it's just awful. And for all the online attacks I'm receiving after this absurd podcast, it's clear many actually believe this nonsense. Rogan responds, Peter, if you claim what RFK Jr. is saying is misinformation, I'm offering you $100,000 to the charity of your choice if you're willing to debate him on my show with no time limit. I mean, I, I assume that that's negotiable. He could do an hour, two hours, whatever. But if you're a doctor, you're an expert, you're a professor, and you think RFK Jr. is a quack or not, a, he's a nut, is a purveyor of misinformation, and you can go on there and, as you point out, have, I don't know, 20, 30 million viewers. Um, at the, and at this point, know, it will be significantly more than that. And, and, and this offer, so, so people start kicking in. Tim Poole kicks in a hundred grand uh, Patrick bet. David kicks in, I think a hundred grand they start collecting do it's up to one and a half million dollars to the charity of this little weasel's choice. He could give it to the to whatever pediatric cancer fund at Baylor university hospital like that, a million and a half to do an hour, hour and a half debating a guy who he says is wrong about everything. This is, this X tells you so much. He is he is afraid to debate a guy who's not a doc, not a doctor, not a scientist who can barely speak to be honest with you. His voice is struggling. And you know, who's he thinks is wrong about everything. He thinks he's right and he won't do it. This tells you all you need to, this is, this is same with Fauci. He would never do it. They fear being exposed. They fear the truth is what they, what they really fear. But uh, um, I'll be curious. He, and then i so here's what happens after this. Some guy, Independent journalist shows up at, uh, at Hotez's house and sticks a mic and says, what do you think? Why don't you go on Rogan? That becomes, oh, he was harassed. Oh, the poor guy. He, he, sh- he literally shuts the door in the guy's face and walks away. So what? Shouldn't have done Did it. We, Shouldn't have done it. It's, it's not a good look. I agree. But so what? No one got hurt. Unlike all these COVID, you know, these vax mandates, no one got hurt when someone knocked on his door and asked, uh, asked him a question. That's it. They don't care that, you know, millions of people lost their jobs, people kicked out of the military. They don't care that kids got myocarditis because they were forced to get the shot so they could play, you know, high school soccer. Those people don't matter. Poor little Peter Hotez had to face a a journalist with a microphone for 30 seconds. Poor guy. What does he do next? He calls his friends at MSNBC. Uh, I I, I assume he's got MSNBC and CNN on speed dial. And whenever he needs to, you know, vent, he calls up these people, including Meta Hassan, another COVID disinformation purveyor. And he goes on with him. No tough questions, no debate. Just let me talk. Goes on with MSNBC, does damage control. Doesn't raise any money for charity. Just goes on with this guy. And it's just such an, it's such a disgrace. I, I can't believe that an adult, an expert, a doctor doesn't have the guts to debate someone he thinks is wrong and, and make a million, make two million bucks for kids. You know what? Uh, uh, on top of all his other flaws, Peter Hotez hates kids with cancer. That's obvious. He hates kids with cancer. If he didn't, if he liked them, he would take the offer. He'd raise two million bucks to help those kids, but he doesn't care. Let's watch him one with this, his fellow liar and weasel, Mehta Hassan. Set aside for a moment
3: that Joe Rogan wouldn't even be a neutral moderator of such a debate. He's endorsed anti-vax nonsense many times before. But you just can't in general debate with conspiracists and loons. You can't debate whether up is down, hot is cold, black is white. They never change their minds and they win just by you agreeing to share a platform with them. What's the expression? Never wrestle with a pig. You both get dirty and the pig gets 40,000 new followers on Twitter. Joining me now is Dr. Peter Hotez himself. Thank you for coming back on the show. It's a shame it's under these circumstances. I understand you've been hit with a deluge of harassment over the last 24 hours. There was even uh, some crazy people who tracked you down and accosted you in person at your home and shouted at you. How are you doing after being called out by the world's richest man and America's most powerful podcaster? Well, you know, the the attacks from the anti-vaccine lobby do come in waves and and this time though it's uh it's it's been one one of the uh, one of the tougher ones cuz as you point out a physical stalking and and the incessant threatening emails and 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 the stuff online is just total wackadoodle um and let's face it when you have RFK and Jr and Joe Rogan and Elon Musk all tag teaming those trace hombres at the same time. I mean, that's, that probably includes just about yeah. every follower on Twitter. So it's,
0: it's, it was a, a pretty, pretty overwhelming. What a dork. Pretty overwhelming. Let's, let's review. What is overwhelming? Again, one guy went to his house. Ironhead found that, you know, offensive. I don't care. It makes sense. We had
1: ask- the upper hand and then they just chuck it out the window because they went uh, to his yeah, house. Okay,
0: it's a bad optic. But so what? Did he get hurt? No. They just asked the question, he shut the door, and then he bragged about it on Twitter because he had a, a Houston Texans shirt on and said, Go Texans. That didn't that no harm there. So he's talking about people on Twitter calling him out. That's harassment. These people are such snowflakes. Honest to God. So you get mean tweets because you're so gutless that you won't raise 2 million bucks for kids with cancer. And Musk called him out, which was pretty good. I got uh, uh, Musk here saying uh, he's he's afraid of public debate because he knows he's wrong. That's all Musk wrote. Oh, so the world's richest man is harassing you. He won't debate because he knows he's wrong. That's all Musk wrote. <laughs> and this guy thinks he's being harassed. The poor fellow had to call MSNBC. Say, "Gotta help me out, guys. They're coming after me on Twitter. These people are disgusting. Honest to God. He, I, I just looked this up. I know we talked about it last year. Uh, or uh, was it last year earlier this year? The piece in the Atlantic where they uh, they asked for covid uh um, uh, amnesty for the people who were wrong about covid they write uh, this piece in atlantic says we have to put the fights aside declare a pandemic amnesty we could leave out the willful proves of actual misinformation while forgiving the hard calls that people who had no choice but to make with imperfect knowledge she talks uh, the writer talks about la closing beaches and other things, forcing kids to get vaccines. Sure. You know, just because we killed your kid doesn't mean, you know, you can't forgive and forget. (laughs) As we said at the time, screw you and your pandemic amnesty. People like this, people like this who are still on there, by the way, there's no price to pay. There's no, I mean, there's nothing for Peter Hotez. He's still on TV. They still have defending him saying, Oh, you're an expert. You're not like RFK junior. And, he wants to debate whether up is down or black is white. Now how about this, how about this? Meta Hassan, how about RFK Jr. points out that the vaccines didn't work as advertised, and Peter Hotez, doctor Peter Hotes, has to defend them. How's that? Is that black is white? Is that wrestling with a pig? You liar! This is to, I mean they cannot stop. They can't stop defending. The, the the lies they told, the mistakes they made, the lives they destroyed, they just can't stop. This guy should be a national disgrace. Seeing him on TV should be like seeing, you know, Bernie Madoff on TV or or uh what's his face, Sam Bankman Freed. I mean, he, he was wrong. He cost people dearly. He hurt people and they circle the wagons. This is another great example and we're talking about before of journalists against journalism. Journalists are Very passionately opposed to the idea of this guy debating COVID, debating the COVID response, the vaccine with another guy on a podcast. Oh no, you shouldn't do that. No, you can't. Can't have debates. We can't. We can't ask questions. No, they're journalists against journalism is what they are, including that guy, a Hassan. And you know what? This guy will be on TV today. Peter Ote probably on right now. Probably on CNN right now or MSNBC, and they won't say. Why don't you go on there, debate a presidential candidate, a Kennedy, and make two million bucks for kids with cancer? No. They'll they'll say, don't do it. He's a conspiracy theorist. So the guy who was right is a conspiracy theorist. The guy who was wrong about everything, he's an expert. Got it. All right. We got to move. I know we have that compilation of all his gaffes, but you can find it. Google this guy. He's been wrong so many times, and it's all on video. Nobody except Fauci and maybe Walensky has been wrong more than this guy. But I get, we got to get to the Dodgers and, uh, and the U.S. Open and so much more. But first. I, 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 excuse me. Are you at war with your skin, an unbearable itch causing uncontrollable scratching that damages your skin even more? With drug-free topical eczema, it's simple. No itch, no scratch. Imagine jumping in the pool or simply washing your hands without that prickly sting of needles. Even better when it's your baby that you can finally sleep through the night. Enjoy every aspect of life again with eczema. Feel comfortable with your skin, no matter where the itch or why with a 100% drug free doctor developed eczema. It's simple. No itch, no scratch or your money back. Call 800-854-1262. 800-854-1262. All right, we got the details. It kind of went under the radar a little bit. I know we talked about the Dodgers. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm doubling down my team. First place, Texas Rangers. They're my team. The only major league team who has no Pride Month celebration planned. That takes guts. Even in Texas, the Texas Rangers are America's team. But uh, there's a good piece in The Federalist uh, by Peachy Keenan, popular uh, uh, Twitter person on Twitter, just wrote a book. But she was there covering, uh, covering the whole scene outside Dodger Stadium. It's remarkable, as we as you know, the Dodgers agreed to honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence—a bunch of freaks, a bunch of creeps, a bunch of fat guys, dressed as nuns, mocking the Catholic faith, mocking Jesus on the cross, mocking Mary—just, just scum, just absolute scum. Dodgers aside they're heroes. That's how powerful the trans mob has become. They forced the the, the Los Angeles Dodgers were afraid to not have the sisters of perpetual indulgence on the field and honor them as heroes. Well, the backlash was fierce. As we know, there was a major protest outside Dodger Stadium. thousands of people, lots of them took to the, took to their knees and prayed. They were devout Catholics. Jack Posobiec was, uh, like the featured speaker at the protest, but, uh, uh, here's what the Dodgers did. Tell me this isn't the most weaselly move you've ever seen. They honored, they only had two sisters, two nun fake nuns, creep, you know, bizarro nuns there. Uh, in fact, I have the names, <laughs> the names of the two, uh, uh, two scumbags. Sister Unity and Sister Dominia, middle-aged drag queens clad in habits and crosses, uh, they stood on the field as the announcer announced them and said that they were heroes. There was a couple of cheers and a couple of boos, right? You know why? Because there was no one in the ballpark. They did this an hour before the game started. They did it in front of an empty stadium. Uh, do you have that sound here, uh, Ironhead, of the uh, the crowd? It's pretty funny.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a, 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 the crowd is a, definitely a stretch here. That's true. It's it
0: made it looks like a park an hour before a game. There's literally, I don't know, a couple of hundred, maybe a hundred people total. This is what they didn't throw out the first pitch as I'm sure they planned something bigger than this, but this is how the Dodgers handle it. Yeah, we'll honor them, but we'll do it in front of an empty ballpark. That's great. That's it. That's after all that buildup, they are such honest to God. And then, uh, you know, the the crowd outside was great. Huge crowd. You know what else is disturbing? The local archdiocese didn't participate. They didn't support the protest. That's how establishment they are. They didn't they didn't even let the protesters park in the local churches. They didn't support this because, you know, the Dodgers are establishment and they really don't care about real issues like this. These are, you know, grassroots Catholics that took to the streets on a hot Friday, uh, Friday night, Friday afternoon. Good for them. They they intimidated the Dodgers and the Dodgers did. I wonder how many of the uh, sisters got disinvited. If only two of them on the field, I thought there'd be like 20 of them. I thought they'd have the guy who pretends to be Jesus pole dancing on the cross.
1: Yeah, they they made a strict line in the sand. If anyone's ever inserted a crucifix into their body, they
0: can't come. <laughs> no, they didn't have that guy, I don't think. I don't <laughs> think he's officially a sister. He's Jesus. He's Jesus. But uh, great to see. That was a total flop, total failure, and uh, a message, I would say, to other teams out there. Um, but uh, again, tip of the cap to the Texas Rangers. They are pushing back. Uh, before we get to uh, uh, the U.S. Open, Karine Jean-Pierre, Corinne, Corinne Jean-Pierre declared, Cringe, Jean-Pierre declared that she's a historic figure oh, over the weekend. Man, did she get killed on Twitter for this. This is amazing. She's a press secretary, right? I mean, and and she's black. Okay, she's a lesbian. Okay, so what? Doesn't it seem like... That that's been, I don't know, like maybe there hasn't been a black lesbian press secretary, but who cares? We have what? one as
1: vice president right now. This looks like nothing.
0: That's true. We have a black, uh, we had a black president. We had a, now we have a black vice president. There are lesbians and gay people everywhere. It's not a big deal. It just doesn't matter to anyone. But she thinks she's historic. She thinks she's frigging Jackie Robinson, Rosa Parks. It's how delusional she is. Or should I say how dumb she is? They ever convinced that she's making history when she comes out there and reads from the binder and and, and parrots the lies to the Biden administration every day? She's making history. Let's was she with Grigio? Grigio? What's the site called? The Grigio. The Griot. She's with the Griot. Talk about her place in history. Go ahead.
1: Year in this role, there's been a couple of things that I that has made me incredibly proud. Many things, many things that made me incredibly proud to be at that podium uh, during this historic moment. Again,
3: this is a historic administration. I'm a historic figure, and I certainly walk in history every
0: day. But this is also a historic making administration because of this president. I'm a historic figure. Ugh. <laughs> Everybody, you know, obviously she's right. She's historic. She is the dumbest. She's the worst diversity hire. I was thinking about this. The most important diversity hire is Kamala Harris, obviously. But the the worst diversity hire is this woman because she's in front of the cameras every day. And you see her incompetence and you just see her, how, how unfit she is for the job. And they just push her out there because she's, I guess, black and, and yeah. lesbian so let's see let's go make history go out there and stumble all over yourself and you know even to, and, even and if she was history. a
1: historic figure that's just a gross thing to say if jackie robinson said i'm a historic figure i'd be like right. ew,
0: ew shut up dude it's <laughs> like right it's like smart people don't tell you how smart they are you know crazy people don't tell you how crazy they are historic figures don't tell you how they're making history but <laughs> uh you know who made history uh, Wyndham Clark yesterday. Let's do Shea, and then we'll get to the uh, yeah. I you, you know, I was rooting for you, Ironhead. It, you had a shot there for a while. You were you, DJ Dustin Johnson, he hung in there, man. But uh, let's do Shea. We'll get the U.S. Open. I, 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 excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain, they're heavy, they're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey insulation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at Shayconcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they're between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. I don't get why so many people in the media and social media thought it was a disgrace that the L.A. Country Club was so easy. I mean, again, there were, there were easy holes. There were hard holes. There were weird holes. It was an 80-yard par 3. <laughs> that was impossible to par. I don't know how many guys I should check this. How many actually, I mean, impossible to birdie. It was an 80 yard hole and guys were bailing out 30 feet away from the hole because it was impossible to get it close. That was weird. I don't think I've ever seen that before. There were 300, there was a 300 yard par three, which looked just insanely hard. And there were a couple of, uh, I think three or four, 500 yard par fours. There were hard holes. There were easy holes, good scores, bad scores. I mean, two guys shot sixty-two on the first day, uh, and and after that, the no one did. I mean, they they were so they were eight under, and the one the final winning score was ten under, right? Uh, yep. Or so, uh, no, eleven.
1: He was at eleven, I think. Oh no, no, it was ten, and Roy was nine under in second.
0: So the first day was easy, and then the next day was harder, and then Saturday was harder still, and Sunday was under great pressure. I I mean, put aside the fact that you bet on Dustin Johnson, which wasn't a bad bet. You put five bucks, you lost it. You know, can you afford that? By the way, does that cost your kids their lunch money or what? Yeah, no, it's tough, especially now yeah. when when you know they're home all day. Right, you let, the, let you know, sorry kids, we won't be celebrating Juneteenth. Daddy bet it all on Dustin Johnson, <laughs> uh, but I thought it was great entertainment. Maybe I'm a maybe I'm a, I'm easy, but everyone complaining about oh, the. Whatever this guy, whatever the guy, Rowcroft or the guy who shot a twenty nine on the front, and saying, "Oh, this course is just too easy." So what? They're going against each other. So you had the you know one of the top two, two or three players in the world, Rory McElroy, breathing down this guy's neck. Twenty nine year old guy who's got one win last month. A guy who was uh, who's never made the cut at a, at a major. Who's best. Uh, I, mean, I don't think I don't. You know, I do think he's ever made the cut at the U.S. Open or the Masters. So he's just a real long shot. And the pressure's on, and he's playing the final three holes, which are hard as hell. And he just kept saving. You know, just I mean, he had a great short game, great putt. He was the best putter and the best chipper of the ball in the final couple of groups, and that was obvious. He made some saves, par save. He made one bogey save when his ball was in the junk and he couldn't and he whiffed the first time and then he got up and down from bogey, huge save. He came up big under pressure, which is what I like. And then he had to two putt from 60 feet on 18 and he put it up to four inches. That was a clutch lag putt. I thought it was entertaining and I like Rory and I wouldn't have minded if Rory won. But wasn't it cool to see this guy come through under the pressure? Didn't you find that entertaining?
1: No. <laughs> no, no, I thought he was boring except for that one club twirl where he, uh, where he stuck it. Uh, I didn't think he was boring. Play. I thought
0: he was intense. I thought, again, yeah. he had a great shot. plus he bombed it you yeah. know, nine miles. Yeah. They all do. But Rory, Rory hits it so freaking far. You know what? If the guys hit it so far that they make some holes look easy, so what? They was, all do it. They go against each other. They're not, you don't get paid depending on your score. You get paid depending on how many people you beat.
1: They, also, they guy, also sold like 6,000 tickets. There was no one there. The last hole, he completely block sliced the ball and it still landed in the fairway. It was, I don't know. It, I saw that. What's his
0: name? The Barstool guy, Rappaport, was saying he choked like, like Mito Pereira, and I'm going, he choked. He said he, he, he choked. the fairway. He 18th won- <laughs> hole, he needs a par to win the U.S. Open. He's a 29-year-old nobody under immense pressure. He hits the fairway. And the barstool guy says he choked (laughs) and then he gets and he hits the green Uh, 60 feet, two putts wins the wins the U S open. And the reaction for the barstool golf guy is that he pulled a Mito Pereira and choked. What the hell are you talking about? He just won the U S open. He shot a 70 with all the pressure in the world on him. He beat Ricky Fowler, who lots of people were rooting for. They were all cheering for Ricky and he went out there and beat him and uh, essentially tied Rory, Rory had one birdie. That's it. And I think it was the first hole after that all powers. Rory's great. I like him. I like watching him. He's entertaining. He hits it so far, but this guy was, I thought it was fun to watch. I was not disappointed. Maybe I'm going soft in my old age, but it didn't bother me that they, that the, that they weren't suffering and the ball wasn't getting lost in the, in the uh, rough every hole. I mean, well, why is that so entertaining? I don't get it. I just but. wanted Ricky to win you bet on DJ. Why would you want Ricky to just like him? He seems like a nice guy. He seems you know? like a
1: good dude. The kids like him. It just would have been good, I thought. I don't know.
0: I know. The kids like him. But you know what? He made a big mistake. He wore orange. I said that on Saturday. He looks so much better when he doesn't wear orange. Yeah, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the over-the-top
1: creamsicle that he used to look like.
0: No, no. He finished tied for fifth. Uh, he was five over for the day. So this Brutal. kid... Uh, Clark went toe to toe with uh, R- R- Ricky, beat him by five shots, and he tied Rory and held on for the one shot lead. And he had the best players in the world. McElroy was second, Scheffler third. Best players in the world. Uh, and, and Cam Smith was right there. Uh, Cam Smith Johnson, was fourth. John Rahm, they're all the Fleetwood. Uh, Rahm was 10th. Shafley was tied with tied for 10th. Yeah, it was Ekro, shot at 29. DJ tied for 10th. Murakawa right there. He had the best players in the world breathing out his neck, and he came through in the clutch. I thought it was fun. And it was weird watching golf live at almost midnight. Love it. That was that was cool. Won't see that again anytime soon. And it, all the golf, the real golf nerds are panning, are killing the country, uh, L.A. Country Club. I thought the crowds would be bigger. That was kind of strange. They, only, didn't,
1: they only sold, uh, I think it was either six or 8,000 tickets. That was it. Why? I don't get it. Because that, Uh, that, did you read up on that course at all? It's, uh, I mean, I listened to him talk about it and break it down, but uh, there's no celebrities allowed. It's $250,000 a year. You can't, you can't put your shoes on in the parking lot. You have to do it in the, uh, in the clubhouse. You have to wear tailored pants. It's nuts. Well,
0: uh, Lionel Richie's house was right on the course. They said it was like in in range. If, you know, you could hit it if you like snap hooked that you could hit Lionel Richie's house. And I they saw played it. They, some of the shots were over Lionel Richie's pool. That's the only time I heard him talking about the celebrities. And but. they also said
1: that that is the second most the second most expensive plot of land aside from uh, um, Central Park in New York. The the land really? the land value was like eight billion dollars. But they somehow, because it's a non-profit, get away from uh, paying the normal taxes. You only twenty uh, two, like $22, like 22 uh, million a year or something like that.
0: It was okay. I mean, it was better at the country club last year, but this was okay yes. by me. But all right, we will leave it then. We'll see. You think uh, Wyndham Clark will suddenly become like a top player in the world or will he fade? I don't know if you heard, but his mother died. Did you hear? Yeah, I only heard it 800 times. <laughs> they couldn't... Every shot he took, is he's doing it for his mother. His well, mother, the, mother died. And the I'm biggest
1: like, stretch <laughs> was like, oh, yes, it's Father's Day. And then uh, they're like, and obviously it's going to be a tough day for him because his mom's dead. His mother died, I you know. And then they, and they
0: show the pictures, and I'm saying, that was 10 years ago, 11 years ago. It is. I mean, it's sad. And it's good. I'm glad. I, like, he seems like a good dude, but... Uh, Not everything has to be a story yeah, like that. I know. They forced... They jammed that one in there constantly... And then at the end was great, though. He was very emotional and pointing up at his mother. I don't know. I'm a I like, sucker. I like
1: that. that. I like that part. I like, I like the way he won.
0: That, that was nice. Good for him. Congratulations to him. We will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for uh, listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. We'll do it again tomorrow. God save the Queen.
1: Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is
3: it just me? Am I losing my mind or am I standing
1: on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who take- like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.